0: Hi, I'm Brad Blaylock. And I'm Brad McKeon, and welcome to The Brad Report. Brad Report contains spoilers. You can find the Brad Report on Apple, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Anchor, and Spotify. Please rate and review us five stars only. Make sure you subscribe. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at The Brad Report. And it has been a minute since we've put out an episode, but a movie came out that we actually both wanted to see. So we saw that movie and now we're going to talk about it.
1: That's right. That's right. But before we talk about it, we have a very special guest
0: Very he, special. uh
1: he's a good friend of mine and last time we talked about batman we had him on and so we thought it would be fitting to kind of throw up the bat signal again for parker hudson hey parker
2: hey brad hey brad hey hi <laughs> nice to be here
1: yeah you're you're looking pretty cozy you know you got your nice bookshelf in the back looking nice. Uh, i don't and cool. read any
2: of them that's all a prop
1: Okay. <laughs> actually carved out the pages, it's just the covers.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, awesome. So we are <laughs> we're gonna get uh, be talking about uh Matt Reeves, the Batman. Yeah. And uh there have been a we talked about the Dark Knight, I believe, with Parker. Yeah, we talked um, about the Dark Knight. And so there have been a few movies, few Batman movies since then, and we did not talk about those, but we have a, another, this is a standalone Batman movie, it's not connected to any kind of extended universe that we know of, or that we hope we know of, and so we're just going to dive right in with some themes, we'll just go uh, around, we'll do... Uh, Brad, number one, Parker, and then Brad, number two, which will be me. And so if we will just popcorn style. Uh, so do you want to lead us off with our first theme?
1: Yeah, sure. So I think the first theme of this movie is pretty pretty clear. He says that within the first, like, 20 minutes or so. It's just the idea of vengeance and taking vengeance against the people who've wronged you, right? So you got Batman for, I don't know, the first, like, 60% of this movie, which was about 10 hours um (laughs) so he was all about vengeance for a while you have the kind of the crime syndicate who's about vengeance you have the riddler who's about vengeance and all of his little people cronies that kind of follow him around do what he does so yeah that's just kind of like the basic understanding of of justice at that point the justice is is getting your enemies is getting them back in a way Mm.
2: Mm -hmm. yeah one of the kind of piggybacking off that one of the big themes that I saw was one of identity and so kind of playing off of the whole vengeance thing you have him or you have the Batman identifying himself as vengeance but then as like the movie keeps going I guess it's kind of integral to Batman's character in general Um, but you have him wrestling with um, like who the kind of Batman that he wants to be but then also the interplay between Bruce Wayne and the Batman Um, I know one of the big Um, critiques against the movie was that he wasn't a good enough Bruce Wayne, but I'm like, that was kind of the point, right? Like he, he doesn't know who he is. And so he's really wrestling with his identity all throughout the uh, movie. And even with the theme song, something in the way at the very beginning, I was like, it's him. He's, he's in the way of himself. Um, And you find out later in the movie that as he like comes to the self actualization that, you know, that's kind of getting out of the way he's realizing who he
1: is. What'd you think of that as like the origin aspect of this movie? This was the origin story for this Batman, but it was unique in a way because it wasn't, you know, oh, you know, his parents died, and he was a a sad little boy who grew up and learned karate. He became the Batman in the movie. Yeah,
0: he's not Batman. He's Vengeance. He doesn't Mm. call himself Batman. He calls himself Vengeance, Mm -hmm. Um, which, you know... The the lines that we've heard so many times, and it's like, "Who are you?" And he's like, "I'm Batman." Even with Michael Keaton yeah. and Christian Bale, and it's like, "Who are you?" I'm Batman. And in this, he says, "I'm Vengeance." He's not Batman. And kind of what you were saying, Parker, is like the identity of he's yeah. He, he it's not about Bruce Wayne. If this were a real person, and Robertson Pattinson plays this really well, what well is like he'd be he'd be a real weird guy, <laughs> and like he Robert Pattinson plays that up as the Bruce Wayne is like he's he's a shut in he he doesn't go out like people don't see him, and so he's kind of like a weirdo, so but I really thought that was an interesting take on the character mm-hmm. so my first theme was of history and legacy, and what we really see in this movie as a whole. What did I steal one of yours? No, that's you a good you one. just you just made a face. That's you, a good no, it was a good face. It was a good <laughs> face. Like... I never know what to how to take your faces. Uh,
1: good. Hopefully.
0: <laughs> uh history and legacy. So obviously we've get some of the history of Bruce's parents that he's not even aware of. Yeah. Of um, how his parents interacted with Falcone and how they were interacting with the gangs and even his own mother's history of being like socially ill and some of these things that had an impact on them uh, with the Riddler as he's going on this killing spree of that even the fact that Bruce Wayne is a target of the Riddler and the legacy when alfred is talking about him like trying to encourage him to like to be bruce wayne as alfred always does he's like i don't care about that any of that he says it's your legacy he says no this talking about being batman this is my legacy this is i am fulfilling their legacy by beating people up and bringing justice vengeance to the city so it's even that in its way is distorted but he thinks that he's fulfilling his, his legacy of his parents from them dying.
1: Does he owe them like, to fulfill their legacy? Like, does he owe them that? Uh, I think he thinks he does. What? Okay, cool. Does he? No, I don't think okay. so. <laughs>
0: hmm. Do you think so, Parker?
2: It's an interesting question. I, I, as you asked it, I, I didn't answer the question in my head. I just thought about how it's like the whole story is a moody teenager dealing with loss. It's like he's, he hasn't gone through the 12 steps. And so I don't even know if I would say he owes it to his parents, but I certainly think he owes it um, to the character arc <laughs> to kind of <laughs> go through the, the stages of grief, I guess. Yeah, that's good.
1: I think the the next big thing is just friendships, so you have the friendship between um Selena and her friend who whose name is escaping me right now, um, but you have the friendship between Selena and Bruce or Selena and Batman, and then between Bruce and alfred and um and Bruce and Inspector Gordon or Commissioner Gordon as well. well is he not
0: uh, he's lieutenant, lieutenant Lieutenant Gordon, yeah, there we go.
1: But, you know, all these relationships, and they get intertwined, and, and Bruce, part of that whole, like, he hasn't dealt with his, his loss yet, is he doesn't know how to work with people. And yeah. so you see him and Gordon working together throughout this movie, and it, it's weird. Batman like, clearly like trusts him, but not fully trusts him, because he almost just uses Gordon for a while. He kind of just uses him as a, as a tool to get what he wants or to get where he wants to go. Um, and then eventually later in the movie, you see Gordon, you know, have to come to me like, hey, like, you got to just trust me. Like, it's going to work out, but you got to trust me a little bit here. But yeah.
2: So are we supposed to believe that um, Alfred raised this Bruce Wayne? There was a line in there where he was like, the only thing I taught you how to do was fight. And so that made me think that they're like, so he was trained by Alfred and raised by Alfred. And that, you know, going into the trust, it's interesting that it would take that long to trust him. I, maybe I just misread it, but I'm curious what y'all thought.
1: Maybe this Alfred looked a little sturdier than other Alfreds, so maybe he did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can't see, I certainly couldn't see Michael Kane training, you know,
0: how to fight. So. Right. Yeah. I think, I mean, it could be. I think that the understood Batman mythos is that. Alfred always raised
1: Bruce. Yeah. But I would assume Rodz Algul still taught this Batman how to fight, right?
2: No idea. Well, that was kind of what I was alluding to, because in The Dark Knight, we have like a whole movie where it explains like why he's able to fight. And then this one you just have Alfred saying, the only thing I'll tell you how to do is fight, which is an interesting, you know, twist on the character of the butler. Mm. Yeah. So Um, another theme that I thought was really prevalent towards the end um and i I feel like i'm in a fantasy draft like fantasy football and i'm gonna go ahead and take my quarterback second round um but there was at the end whenever batman is leading them like through the waters of um the stadium the like i leaned over to my wife and i was like it's the exodus like that that big theme of batman leading the children of gotham through like the waters of Riddler's judgment, it was like, this is all I can see. And I thought it was really profound and like the cinematography was really beautiful there, but, um, just him like coming to terms with, he's not, he's not necessarily vengeance. He's a deliverer. Like he's here to serve Gotham, not to, to be, um, this like, you know, really, um, brutal, like, um, almost police figure in Gotham. Yeah,
0: No, I think, yeah, that part was really good because, it's in that moment where he confronts that last Riddler henchman. Who are you? And the henchman says, "I'm Vengeance."
1: Which, so, okay. Question about that. One, I guess, first, the cinematography. You're right, Parker was really great. I, I read. I was reading today, and the only lighting they used for that shot was the flare. That's that crazy. Either Pattinson or his stunt double was holding up. Um. So that's pretty cool, but. Did he know Batman says "I am Vengeance"? Did is that like a common? Do people know that Batman says that, or did he just say that? And it was like a cool coincidence that he said like, that. I feel
0: like they knew. How? I mean, even Penguin is like when he's calling out to him, he's saying like, "Hey, Vengeance!" Like it's his yeah. name.
2: Yeah, I guess. So I like think his, that's
0: his catchphrase. After, after two years of, <laughs> of yeah, uh, tell, he kind of tells he tells all the bad up. guys that
1: he beats up that he's yeah, Vengeance. Just saying that in dark alleys, eventually
2: caught on. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna go do that around here. I'm just gonna go in random dark alleys and just be like, I'm Bob Saget or somebody, and people gonna be like, "Yo, Bob Saget lives in Jackson." Can't believe it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's just like, I guess he gave himself a nickname and it worked.
0: Yeah, but I think to your point, yeah, he at that point when he says that guy says I'm Vengeance and he says he's realizing that. Being the, you kind of said the 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 brutal person that just beats people up, like that's not good enough. And that's when he immediately turns to start helping the people and like like you said through the exodus, uh, mm-hmm. the moment of going through the waters and like, that man needs to be something else, in order for Gotham to change. Mm-hmm. Oh, my turn. Um, let's see, what theme do I want to pick? (laughs) Uh, I mean, there's so many, I think the, uh, the duality of, of Riddler and Batman is really good because I think the thing with most with, especially with this iteration of the Riddler is at the end, when you get the reveal is that. Riddler is so twisted and he said he even like what the guys the Riddler henchman says, like I'm vengeance. He says, Riddler's like, you know, I did this for you, like because we're working together. Like mm-hmm. I'm on your team. And Batman is kind of
2: like, Wait, no, we're not. <laughs> like,
0: you're killing That's me. That's what I've
2: been saying to Brad for years. And he's like, Why won't you leave me alone? I'm like, We're on the same team. <laughs> I
1: don't I don't know why, but the only thing I can think of when you said that is this stupid YouTube video. I think it's a uh, milk, but he's like, I did this for you. And I don't know why. I just can't get it out <laughs> of my head. Uh, but yeah,
0: it's kind of like the error. As we said earlier, they're both pursuing vengeance and their own distorted view of justice, but in different ways. Um, you know Riddler is seeking justice and vengeance for the defunding and the abuse that he experienced as an orphan um and Batman is pursuing justice of trying to like purge the city of corruption by just beating people up as a vigilante Yep
1: That's good I think there I mean and I think there's a lot more we could we could talk about if we want to like political political corruption you know um the The lying of funds and what funds are being used for by governments um not being allocated to what they're said they're being allocated for, et cetera et cetera um and so I think there's a lot you could talk about there. you could talk about the just kind of the theme of detective right how he's a detective in this movie more mystery yeah, more so than any other batman um i think And so there's there's more you could do there, or you could talk about the theme of of night and just darkness, darkness right like. The first scene is Halloween night when he is um just kind of encapsulates, right? And, and I don't think any of us are like crazy like Halloween's a bad holiday. Um, uh, but like it, it just went to like this like extreme version of Halloween where everyone's wearing these like freaky masks and robbing and pillaging or whatever. Um and so I think there's a lot more we could talk about. For sure if we wanted to. Or we could go on to What it did good. What it did good and what it did bad. So what did the Batman do well? I'll, I'll start because I thought the score of the movie mm. was awesome. It was intense. It was so good.
2: All right. In the score, am I the only one? Did y'all also hear the Imperial March? Yes. Yes.
0: Yes. So, yes, I thought that. I'm glad I'm not crazy. <laughs> it
2: was, it was, was like, like as it? soon as it started playing, I leaned over to my wife. I was like, this is the Imperial March. And then she was like, I can't, I can't stop hearing it now. Yeah, when I
0: when one of my coworkers first plays played it because they released the soundtrack before the movie came out, and he played it, and I was like, "This is Star Wars."
1: So I I didn't hear that in the moment. I saw a video on Twitter the other day of somebody who is like more gifted musically than I am, and they had their guitar out and they were playing through the Batman theme song. He's like, "Okay, I get why people are saying Imperial March." You know, he played the Imperial March, like the chords or whatever. Then he played the Batman. He's like, okay, it sounds kind of similar, but listen to this. He played a, a Nirvana song. He said, "Well, if we take this song and slow it down, it was no, nice. it was something
2: in the way. It was yeah, that song. exactly, yeah.
1: It just slow down and augment it a little bit. And so, I it sounds similar in a way to the Imperial March, but I don't think that was the like the inspiration yeah. or the the route they wanted. I think they were going with the, you know, Nirvana, something in the way as mm-hmm. the inspiration there.
2: Yeah. And it just so happens it's in the same key. Unfortunately.
1: Right. Yeah. But, um, so I don't think that was necessarily intentional, but I don't know. But regardless,
0: the score is nothing, pretty, pretty sweet. Nothing new under the sun.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, with the score, the visuals were incredible. Um, uh, talked to several people about it and where, and I know you, it's not fair to compare the two quite yet. But um, where the Dark Knight franchise felt like the real world. I mean, we're just living in Chicago and whatever. Like, it, it, it felt like the world that we live in. This one was like, no, I'm I'm watching a comic book. Um, and so just the, the optics of it, the, like, noir murder mystery thing they had going on was really cool. Um, I liked the aesthetic, uh, like the gothic, almost. Yes, like, I love that. But it was, like, this weird um, mix-up of, like, gothic, but also, like, industrial,
1: steampunky kind of thing. Yeah, so Gotham, like, exists in this weird plane of existence where it's, like, it's not quite real life, but it's not quite the world of, I mean, I know it technically is, but it's not quite the world of Superman either, where Mm -hmm. it's, like, totally distant, totally out, you know, of the ordinary um and so that was that was interesting you brought up the dark knights like so could Mr. Freeze you know the bad guy who freezes people, Yeah <laughs> could he exist in Nolan's Gotham? No. No, it would it would be weird because it's a little too out there, too zany. Right. Could he exist in, in Reeves' Gotham? I, maybe. It, yeah. It's a little zany enough, it's a little quirky enough, a weird enough, kind of comic booky enough. And so I'm not saying one's better than the other. Uh, it is a different feeling so yeah. you're right i think it is a little, little more comic book yeah
0: in that sense. I, there are some i think even in uh falcone's kind of like hideout with the pool tables like those big round windows and mm-hmm. that aesthetic it felt to me like it was pulled straight from the arkham games and oh yeah that, that aesthetic and i was i said to myself because and I not I don't think I said to you or anybody but I was thinking to myself I said this aesthetic is true to the comics and true to the Arkham games like to a T of, it does, it did of feel what like, this yeah. is Yeah it
1: did feel like the Arkham games Yeah uh, Yeah
0: so mm, that's good And like I have played every single one of the Arkham games I love them They're great They're fantastic Um Yeah I love the visuals as well and I think uh another thing they did really well, we kind of already mentioned, was just that they made this uh, detective story, which DC Comics started out as Detective Comics. That's what the DC is for. Um, you didn't know that? Learn something <laughs> new every <laughs> day. Learn something new every day. But just not even uh, a It because we know it's the Riddler, but, like, why are they doing it? Mm-hmm. And that was really compelling, because mysteries are hard to do. It's hard to pull off a smart mystery and have it be compelling and surprising. And they did a really good job.
1: Yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't Ditto. know. That's it for Detective Comics. I'm pretty
0: sure. You could Google it. I could be wrong. Were they initially less like, superhero-y and more... I think so. I mean, huh. it was like Batman came out and... Nineteen thirty something, right? We'll do a live googling. When did Batman
3: first out?
0: Nineteen thirty nine. Oh, so close. Nineteen thirty nine in Detective Comics number twenty seven.
1: That's really neat. Thanks, Brad. Yeah. What do you think the Batman did well? I just said Wait, I thought we were talking about Parker's thing. I was talking about the detective story. Well, I, oh, I thought but I thought that was linked in with his comic book. Feel. Okay, sorry. Are no, well, you saying the storytelling
0: as a segue? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I got uh, you. Transitions,
0: smooth transitions. Okay, there you go. I uh, As we smoothly transition into there this next we go, one. very
1: smooth segue. I uh, Yeah, so I think that this one did a good job of trusting the audience a, a little bit. We don't need to see um the pearls falling to the floor as mm-hmm. um, you know Martha Wayne gets got, or Thomas bravely stepping in front of Martha to stop the bad guy before he also gets killed you know we don't we don't need to see that and so I was glad we did it because that had just been such a beating so wow. i I appreciate that, or we you know we didn't need the training montage of Batman doing his whole rocky bit because we we've seen it so. I appreciate
2: it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things. I thought that the the story was really good. Um, also, maybe I'm in the minority here, though. I thought that the pacing was good, and that might raise eyebrows. But it it was always long enough. There was always a lull, but then it it gripped me back like immediately, and the lulls were always like filled with. Content it wasn't like nothing was happening like if you have on the one hand like um Star Wars, the Rise of Skywalker, where it's just like you know drinking from a fire hose, and on the other end you have like the nineteen um eighties dune where it, there's just nothing happening in the in the space I, the whole entire three and a half hour runtime, I was never bored, which I thought that I would be in a three and a half hour movie. I was always like it was either the visuals, the score. Or the storyline was like keeping me engaged on the screen yeah
0: Yeah, it felt long but everything was important mm-hmm. yeah so yeah as, as part of like everything being important I'll do a leads into mine but I think even all of the characters like even the side characters were absolutely they nailed them you know, the Penguin, for the first time, like, wow, the Penguin is awesome. Like, the guy who plays him, like Colin Farrell, is unrecognizable, did an amazing job. He's great. Like, Jeffrey... Uh, Jim Gordon is like, you know, love him. Love Selena Kyle. Andy Circus does a great job as Alfred. Uh, Falcone is awesome. Riddler is amazing. Like, everybody plays their part perfectly. And so it's a great ensemble because that's how the comics are is, is that you constantly have such a rich um um cast of characters in the comics they all play off one of each other so well and this movie does a great job with that
1: I thought that this movie did So I thought this is a strong point that they went away from too much it's like it was good but they could have done it you know a few more times um, the the horror aspects of this film, mm-hmm. I thought were so great. Like the very first uh, time we see the Riddler, and he just pops up behind the uh, who's the first person that got killed by the Riddler? Was the the mayor. Uh, the mayor, that's right. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you just see him pop up, and he's just there. And then next thing you know, you're, you know, the anticipation is building. Your heart starts beating. You know, you're watching him. He the mayor doesn't know he's there. And the next thing you know. Wow. it's it was freaky. And it was it was really good stuff. And I I thought we were gonna have a movie of that, of just kind of horror like Riddler moments. It kind of started getting away from it towards the end. I feel like Riddler kind of devolved to like a more hands-off person, but we'll we'll talk about that later as well. Mm-hmm. Um but I thought it started really strong with those elements. <laughs>
0: You love a good horror movie. I do. They're great.
2: It goes Parker. from eerie horror to like peeping Tom
1: Batman really quickly. Yeah. That's kind of weird too. <laughs> yeah. All right, Parker, you got anything else you want to mention that did well? Um,
3: nah. Action scenes were great. Yeah.
0: Good action. Yeah, want to start on the bad? Yeah, so I. The pacing. I,
1: yeah, I actually I don't <laughs> love the pacing of the movie. I think that's, um,
0: it just felt long to me. Like it was I, a Friday, and the movie started at eight thirty when we went and saw it. Yeah. So it was already like a long day. Yeah.
1: Maybe we get it, out at eleven thirty,
0: and you're just at the end of We're exhausted.
1: And so, to me, like after the movie, I was like, "Okay, I enjoyed that. That was great. Oh my gosh, could you have given me thirty less minutes? Like, just find a way to cut out thirty minutes because I am so stinking tired." Um, Where so maybe, would you cut it? Um, I don't know off the top of my head. The uh, is it wrong if I say the stuff about Selena's friend? Didn't like I didn't like super. Super yeah, I guess invested? that really yeah. was
2: just plot fluff. Like they just needed it for to have an excuse for her and Batman to get together. Yeah,
1: I wasn't like super invested, but whatever. Um, maybe that's just a me thing. I don't know. I felt the movie was long, and so and I and but also part of the pacing is like I felt like the movie was either running full speed ahead, sprinting, or it was like you know just slowly marching forward. And it was always one or the other. Um,
2: yeah. So I'll say this about the pacing: though. I just went back and watched um, Zack Snyder's Justice League since it was the one-year anniversary. Isn't um, that right? That came out a year yeah, ago. That's right. Um, but I I find myself enjoying the longer movies. This doesn't really apply to the movie theater, but I love Zack Snyder's Justice League because I can watch it almost as like a mini show. So it's like a four and a half hour runtime and I'll just watch 30 minute segments of it. And so I feel like the Batman, once it comes out, it'll be a movie that I'm like, okay, I'm just going to watch a couple of scenes in a sitting, um, and enjoy it over the course of, of two or three sittings instead of like sitting down on a Friday, like we did and watching it all in one. Yeah.
0: I feel like that's kind of what you, you can kind of do with, uh, the Peter, the Lord of the Rings trilogy. It's like, Mm. okay, let me watch like two or three scenes. That's enough. Let me pick this up another time. But yeah, one sitting tough. Can be tough.
3: All right. Parker, what do you think? This movie did not do
2: super well. I'm having a hard time. I'm not I'm not as critical of movies. I'm not saying that you're an ultra critic, Brad, but um That's I really right. enjoyed That's it. I know I gave it a, a higher <laughs> a higher grade than you. Um, I guess the, I, I got a little confused, um, in just the plot line at the beginning, like who exactly, like what exactly is going on. And I guess that's kind of the point because it is a, a mystery, but there were a couple of moments and I can't remember like specifically what they were, but I just remember being like trying to do the math in my head. Like there was almost so many moving pieces, um, that it was, unsolvable which I guess makes it a good movie but it, it was kind of convoluted at points yeah with all the, the politics and like
0: who's this person mm-hmm. it was like wait who's that guy again what did they do um yeah I get that for me I was really upset I put a bad taste in my mouth that they included the Joker in this movie mm. um, I and so I understand why they did it because it's the Batman and the Joker like I get it but we've seen him so much recently mm-hmm. um with you know Joaquin Phoenix with Jared Leto with Heath Ledger <laughs> you know who <laughs> he was technically in the movie um and so I what I really appreciated about The Riddler is that we hadn't seen the Riddler in a a feature film until and since Jim Carrey, and like it's almost like a completely different genre of movie, Batman movie back then. So that was like super refreshing to get a a kind of like more realistic take of who would the Riddler be, how would they act, and that's kind of what I'm hoping more for some of these other characters as well, like the Penguin, you know. Is like okay. This is this isn't some just guy that likes likes penguins and uh, is like has a is a short guy and is has a monocle and does all this weird stuff. You know, um, it's actually seems realistic in a sense. And so the fact that they were continuing to bring the Joker back instead of doing something new, I was kind of like okay. I was a little disappointed in that. <laughs> but I hope that the next movie that they do has the Joker in it and I hope it's great.
1: So. Yeah. Well, they're doing a uh HBO spinoff Arkham Asylum. thing. And so I wonder <coughs> you know I wonder how much of just introducing the Joker is to is because he'll be a character in the yeah. Arkham Asylum HBO. The
0: whole scene felt like a post-credit scene.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. kind
0: of like put in the movie. It's like this should have been a good well, post credit scene.
1: You know they so okay. Matt Reeves was talking about this, and he said that they had another scene with yeah. um, Barry as the Joker in the movie, and he cut it out because he felt like the movie was too long. You know. <laughs> and you but, agree with them already. But he had a scene. There was a scene in the movie. Um, I wonder when they do like the director's cut if they'll make it. But anyways. Where Batman is like trying to figure out what the Riddler is going to do next. And so he goes to Arkham and talks to the Joker because he's like, he's like you. And you help me figure out how, like what he's going to do next. Because this, like, this, this guy is like, this guy is like, you, and so there is a scene of that um, that got cut from the movie. So I don't know, but the, the one cool thing I will say is Reeves also said in this world Batman has already fought the Joker and beat him and put him in jail. That's well, so, what I was
2: about to ask. So the bad guys in Arkham in this this movie were put there by Batman already.
1: Yeah, so Reeves confirmed, you know, he's hit Joker and Batman have already fought in his first two years. Joker's in Arkham. And so I, I really think it's probably more for the um, Arkham, Arkham show they're doing or whatever, but we'll see. Well, all right. Um. So another thing I thought this movie did not do super well. And I kind of mentioned this already, but they established who the Riddler was, like as a as a bad guy, and then they changed him in the movie. All right. So at the very beginning, all of his kills were very hands on. Um. Like he was there in person, and he acted or reacted like he, you know, enjoyed or had some sort of cathartic experience while. He was killing his victims, right? Well, then he turns and starts shooting, sniping people from a distance. And then when he tries to kill Bruce, he does it with a, a bomb mail. Like, he mails a bomb to him. It's like, what are we doing here? That's, we can't kill Alfred. That, that's not who he is. Like, but it's like you've already established how he does his stuff and, what, and how, he, how he kills people. And then when he goes to kill Bruce, he just happens to change his whole M.O. and mails a bomb instead of instead of stalking him and choking. It's like, what are we doing? Like, come on, man. And I get it. Like, you know, there's no way to make him like attack Bruce without him. Figure- but it's like, what are what are we doing? It just yeah. it was not a very consistent uh, character in that sense. And I I thought it really took away from the reveal. It's like once you establish these guys M.O.s, they have to keep them.
2: But he, Maybe do you not think they're well? I'm just trying to think. He's a billionaire. Like, he probably has some, he probably knows that he has some pretty, like, uppity security. I don't know. I guess he did kill the went mayor. after Bruce the mayor, he
1: yeah. police chief of the most violent, corrupt city in the country. I, I, I feel like he's no respecter of persons here.
2: Yeah, but he's smart.
1: Yeah. Not that smart at work. <laughs> right.
0: Not smart enough to figure out that Bruce Wayne is Batman
1: yeah that was
0: <laughs> i thought for sure he knew i did too it was and i was like that would be i was like this is getting really interesting then i was like oh he doesn't really know yeah that's kind of a bummer
2: yeah yeah, that, pretty... that one was if i could critique i guess that one did disappoint me when he didn't actually know i was like this yeah. would have actually added some suspense and like un- like a conflict that needs to be resolved very quickly and when he was just like actually i just love you i just want to i just want to hang out with you all the time and hold hands that just i don't know it felt like a weird twist
1: yeah there's all this build up and then you no know, mm-hmm. pay off there. all right um i think i'm done with critiques unless you all have anything else you want to add
3: um, other, than yeah, batman,
1: other than batman shooting a guy with a gun it did look like he <laughs> shot a guy with a gun after explicitly <laughs> saying he doesn't do go lie it looked like batman shot a guy with a gun i don't do guns unless the criminal owns it
0: yeah, maybe that was just bad editing. Scenes. Oh, I go first, right? Scene, you do go first. That is the order that we're uh, going. I
1: in. I love the scene. Um, we've talked about it before the Halloween night scene. The, yeah, that was my first one too. That the build up, the pacing of that scene was really good. It build up, it built up slow. And then when you hear Batman's boots coming down the stairwell of the subway. Um, I mean that build up was great. And then the you know, the payoff of the guy running after him and, and just pounding the guy was great. Um, all the kind of like fake outs of criminals like being scared to look at the shadows because vengeance might be there. It was Really good stuff. And so I thought that scene was really well done and a great introduction to the character.
2: Yeah, it feels like the low hanging fruit, but my, by far my favorite scene was the car chase. Um, whenever there, I mean, yeah. everything about it, it was just a, a quality car chase, which are so cliche a lot of times, but this one was good. And then the visuals of it, the camera angle when he's upside down from um, uh, penguin's perspective, and then uh, Batman's walking down the road with a fire behind him. I'm just like, wow, this is just straight eye candy.
1: That was good. the uh, The upside down shot, I think, was my favorite of that scene.
0: The I loved when he was revving the Batmobile engine for the mm-hmm. first time. It's like and it seemed. It's like that it sounds like a monster I is thought, coming to get him. I thought
1: Reeves Batmobile
0: was really really cool. Yeah, I enjoyed the way. It's just they, like a Mustang that's really it nice.
1: It looks
2: just like Bruce Wayne's. Um, what does he drive? A Porsche or something? It looked um, like yeah. a yeah, like a recreated like grungy version of that car.
0: Yeah.
2: The uh, I loved since
0: y'all took my first two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love the first scene where he's investigating the death of the mayor. He's just walking around and slowly looking at everything, not saying much and just taking his time and just like with this. And then you find out, it's like, why is he looking at stuff like so long? It's like, oh, he's got this contact lens in where he can like go back and look at everything. But that scene was just so cool. Just this intimidating dark presence. That's not saying much of anything. Um, yeah, it was it was super super fun. Those contact lenses were pretty sweet. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty
1: sick gadget. Yeah, I speaking of gadgets, the next scene, Batman leaving the Gotham City Police. So he's mm. in the he's in the jail, whatever, and they all want to arrest him. Uh, and Gordon convinces all them to, hey, let me talk to him, let me talk to him. And Gordon, you know, tells him, hey, here's how you're gonna get out. You're gonna punch me. You're gonna run. And so eventually, you know, he does it. But then the best part of the scene, he gets out, he gets out the window, and he like, I don't remember if he pulls his, he does he pull his cape up and then
0: initiates the wingsuit.
1: Yeah, he he uses the wingsuit, but he flies into a bridge. Yeah,
0: that was insane. I was like, oh, he's dead.
1: He's dead. (laughs) Movie's over. He's dead. Flew into a bridge. That was so great. Oh man. So that scene was. I wouldn't say this is a funny movie, but there were a couple of times that made me laugh pretty hard. And that was one of them. So I thought that was uh, that was pretty great. Yeah. Um,
2: I guess this is feeding, but two scenes that I really liked standing next to each other were Bruce or Batman going into the Iceberg Lounge and then Bruce going into the Iceberg Lounge. Like those two things juxtaposed to each other. Um, Did I get your third one, Brad? No, <laughs> no, no. You, you
0: you got his. So I was not going to say that one. But I was on his next his next one that he was going to talk about.
2: Um, I just thought it was funny, like the brutality of the Batman going in, and then you know with Bruce going in, they're all like, I mean, we we know we have to let you in, but we also haven't seen you in so long. Like it's just kind of interesting how they were um, compared to each other.
3: Yeah, I. I know
0: this isn't really a scene per se, but I liked how, kind of, maybe like how Bruce Wayne just traveled around on his motorcycle, mm-hmm. and his his whole suit could like fit under his little biker jacket. Yeah, and when he was driving around the city, it's like, oh, he looks just like a regular guy. It's mm. it's a lot less cons like. He's inconspicuous in that he looks just like a biker instead of like driving around in a Batmobile, you know, fully suited up all the time. Um, but those those little kind of like transitioning, traveling and even his uh, his uh, voiceover scenes where he's just talking about that stuff. Yeah, Uh was really cool. And it's like, OK, what is what is he saying? Why is he talking? Why? Why are these thought bubbles happening and then at the end of that first night, he's actually keeping a diary, and like writing those thoughts out. Those are really cool. Yeah,
1: that's good. I um, I think Parker's mentioned this before, but the scene at Madison Square Garden was really Madison sweet. Madison Square Garden. Uh, sorry, at, at, <laughs> at the uh, the basketball arena, uh, whatever it's called, was was really great stuff. The action there was good for the most part, except him shooting someone. Um, the <laughs> Riddler's master plan of being this, like, weird, like, kind of 4chan leader who, like, convinced all these other, like, you know, shut-ins to come out and, and shoot people was kind of insane. Yeah. And when when you see all these people in their Riddler mask, you know.
2: It felt too real.
1: It did, didn't it? it? It felt like, okay, I could see a bunch of people on the internet coming together and agreeing to do something crazy and then going and doing it. I don't know if it's ever happened in the month of January <laughs> before, um, but, you know, I it, it was. Wait, a minute, once once they start coming onto the jumbotron, you're like, oh shoot! And then it has you know him finally deciding he has to sacrifice himself. You know, um, and he jumps down in the water, and that's great. Um, when he has to stab himself with venom to wake himself up, um, what we believe is venom confirmed. is that confirmed? And, No, no, it's just fun. Okay, Um, (laughs) but that scene just had a lot of great stuff.
2: Yeah, the other one is is a a very minor scene, but another one of the scenes that I liked was whenever um, he gave the contacts to Selena and then sent her into the iceberg lounge, um, like basically telling her how to talk to all of the corrupt uh, uh, officials, and them all being. you know, intoxicated or whatever and then him telling her how to interact with him but then just the scene like the the um, frame where she's looking into the mirror talking to Bruce mm. again my favorite part of the movie was the visuals like just the like how that um, interacted with the the um, screen um, as I was watching that was just really interesting oh,
0: that's good uh, I think I'm out of scenes
1: Yeah, the only other ones I I would mention are ones we've already talked about before. Um, And so we'll we'll just move on to quotes unless you have... What about the
2: scene where he puts his hand into the cage really slowly? Really slowly. And you see the thing he wants to grab, but he just won't grab it. Come on, (laughs) dude.
1: Dude, okay, so...
2: At the very beginning, whenever Riddler cuts off the guy's finger and he has the bag over it, I thought it was a box on his hand. And I was like, what's in the box?
1: <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. All right, quotes. I think one of the best quotes, and this kind of encapsulates his whole, his whole journey, but uh, Batman, vengeance won't change the past. I have to become more.
3: Good. Uh, no no go, commentary <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah I like it.
2: the very beginning no when um, when he's talking over the Halloween thing and he says fear is a tool when the light hits that sky it's not just a call it's a warning period yeah. pause for them and just the, the unspecified them I thought was really interesting um, and kind of provocative because he's we know what he's talking about the bad guys but like the way that he uses fear um, as a weapon in itself and you, you have all, as he's saying that you have all of the people looking into dark areas that he's not even in and he's somewhat policing just by his use of fear mm,
1: that's good yeah um, yeah,
0: my first quote is, our scars can destroy us, even after the physical wounds have healed, but if we survive them, they can transform us They can give us the power to endure and the strength to fight I think that's that's good. It's just it's true of life, you know, even after wounds have healed, like the trauma of something can really do a lot of lasting damage to you, but also going through suffering and hardship hmm. uh it
1: changes you, it molds you, it helps you to endure and to persevere. Yeah, for sure. So Batman and Gordon are about to enter into um I well, believe this is when they're about to enter into the abandoned orphanage, right? Yeah, um, yeah. And Batman goes, "No guns," which Jim Gordon responds, "Yeah, man, that's your thing." <laughs> and pulls out his pistol. He's like, "I'm not doing that. Yeah. I'm going in. I'm going in hot."
3: Sorry, I'm looking through my list. Um, which one do I want to
2: pick? Yeah, okay. So it's whenever whenever he's talking to um Alfred and he's kind of reconciling his own um insufficiencies, the Batman is, and he said, I never thought I'd feel fear like that again. I thought I'd mastered that. And so going, you know, back to what we're talking about with um identity and all of that, like the Batman or Bruce thought that he had gotten past feeling like a helpless little kid, but really, you know, those fears have just, like, um, veiled themselves behind this character, um, this persona, literally the mask that he was was wearing, and whenever he got pinned against the wall, he was like, you know, they're actually still mastering me. I'm not mastering them.
3: Mm. That's good.
0: Let's see. What can I find real quick? Uh... The Riddler's, uh, it was just, it's really chilling, the Riddler's dialogue with Batman. It says, and when the Riddler says, you're part of this too, and he says, how am I a part of this? Riddler just says, you'll see. <laughs> it was really terrifying.
1: Yeah. That was, yeah. And I think like, a better, like, I don't know, just going along with that, he uh, once the Riddler, like, shoots Falcone. You know, he goes into this diner and they're like, police, you're arrested. And he just responds. I just ordered a slice of pumpkin pie. Yeah. <laughs> and you feel for the guy, right? You know, you want him to get that pie. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Um, and then when the Riddler
2: is talking to um, I'm pretty sure it's when he's talking to Batman, he says, If you are justice, please don't lie. And mm. just the twistedness of that. Like you could say that, you know, someone one of the people at the expense of the corruption of the city could say that and it could be like a, a just thing to say um, you know we want this place to be better but the Riddler is saying in this very like double entendre I thought it was really well written
1: yeah there were a couple of things that were pretty well written like that I think um, when the Riddler talks about how the mask putting on the mask let him be himself of no shame mm-hmm. um, it kind of you know I don't know, you think about shame as like a social credit in a way, right? There, there's good, there's bad shame, right? You don't want to be shamed for some things, but there's also such thing as good shame. And the Riddler should have felt a lot of shame. And so I think that there there are some questions of like ethics and internet ethics and um, interacting, you know, I don't know. With accounts and stuff. And so I just, I don't know, just that was interesting. Max, let me be who I really am. It's like, well, maybe, you know, no shame. Maybe, maybe you should have felt a little shameful. A little little, little bit ashamed of what you did. A little. Um, (laughs) I, I only have one more quote for me. And it's just, just look at you, world's greatest detectives from the Penguin. You know, the Batman and Gordon have him tied up. They've been bound, and they think they figured out the code. And he—he's I can't find the rest of the quote, but he's just like—he's like your Spanish stinks. He's like y'all are idiots. Do you not know Spanish? Like you totally misread this quote. Like or you misread the riddle. You got it all
3: wrong. That's was pretty great. So okay, whenever he said a flying rat, wasn't that what it was? Uh, rat with wings, right? Wings,
2: yeah. So that's one of the parts that I got confused on. So it re- the answer really was falcon, not penguin, or bat. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, that one missed me. So I guess, yeah, like the way that it it should be bat, that should be the answer to that question, a rat with wings, because a falcon is a little bit nobler than that. But yeah. that's my soapbox about birds, so.
3: Where <laughs> Where where's
1: a penguin at on the nobility list? I mean penguins, penguins are pretty noble, emperor. just not very practical. Yeah. Mm. You can have an emperor penguin? Are they and that's more... how you
2: know it's noble is because it's not practical. And that's they... some further commentary on this movie.
1: Are they more noble than ostriches? What? This is my <laughs> last word question. I oh, don't know. I was just thinking <laughs> Neither of them can fly. So, which one's more noble? Noble tier I'm list for, sure. for
2: birds starts I'm with owl. Sure. Of all of the birds, the owl is the noblest.
1: Mm, Ostrich maybe just somewhere maybe in a court. Maybe a whole court tier. of owls, Parker. Ooh. How would you feel about a court of owls? That could be cool.
2: I respect owls. I will not pet them,
1: though. Do you uh, <laughs> I've, we'll, you ever, we'll, I, we'll get there. Okay. We'll get there. Okay, we'll get cool. there. All right. Does anyone else have any quotes they want to mention? Nope. All right. Mm -hmm.
0: um so now we are in the question segment um so question number one what do you want to see in the sequel oh court of owls
2: absolutely what
1: tell for those that do not know what is the court of owls parker have you read court of owls comic book or that storyline i have and i've seen all the creepy pictures but i haven't read it yeah so essentially and i i thought i really thought we were getting it in this movie at some points it there were um, some parts that alluded to something yeah. similar so the court of owls is this idea or, or this group of people that are um essentially in a secretive oligarch that runs gotham um it's composed of billionaires and Important people and they run Gotham secretly. They pick who is elected, they pick who is um put in positions and they mandate what happens from those positions. They run everything. Um and so there were a couple of times where the Reddit was like, You have no you have no idea how deep this goes. You don't realize the corruption of the city. And at one I don't remember really the quote, but at one point he said the word court and I me and Brad looked at each other and we we're like, Huh? And so I I think Court of Owls is one that we haven't seen live action. Yeah, that could be really cool. Would be really um, well done. Now I will say, Court of Owls is a really big storyline because you're taking down literally all of Gotham at that point. I mean, it is he The corrupt. And so okay, I movie three. That's what I was about to say. I think that could be a a, a trilogy capper as opposed to um, second installment. Second installment. So maybe second installment, we get a new villain that we. We haven't seen on screen or something, or a new take on a about- So maybe Mister Freeze or uh, Calendar Man. I feel like Hush. Really,
0: I feel like Hush would be really good because yeah, Hush could be cool. Uh, the Riddler ties into that story as well. Have you, the, have you watched the animated Hush? It's terrible.
1: I thought it was okay.
0: <laughs> they changed the story.
1: Well, it was, it was okay. Whatever.
0: Um. Yeah, Parker. What do you want to see next?
2: Yeah, I was just thinking. I'm not as familiar with, like, I love the Batman movies. I'm not as familiar with, like, the wider DC, like, all the B and C tier um, bad guys for Batman. But I do, I really liked the way that they took the Riddler, who, like you said, with the Jim Carrey is all, like, very over the top, comical. um, Like, it's not serious at all. And even in the Arkham uh, video games, like he's just a side quest. He's just these yeah. little puzzles along the way. So I liked how they did him well. And so I think if they could take um, a, like a, a, a B or C list character and make them more compelling, I would feel like, I don't want to see another Bane Joker. Okay. They put him in there. So I feel like they have to deal with him now. Um, but someone that's not like right at the top of the Batman bad guys and then kind of give them new life. Yeah. yeah. I think do a man bat. Let's do a man bat.
0: Oh gosh. No, I think Scarecrow would be a good one. Yeah. Because I, they could, could we do Killian
1: Murphy again? He was so good.
0: Yeah, I mean he, was like, so good. he in the in Arkham Knight, he had a really prominent role. He was like the mastermind in yeah. Arkham Knight video game. And even in some of the new comics, they've like red or scarecrow's had like a really prominent position um in those but like we did just see him and like he was in all of the Christopher Nolan trilogy so maybe you want to steer clear of him.
1: Yeah. Well maybe not. I don't know what they think. Um yeah no I, I think that I think a uh, kind of B or C villain like you mentioned would be a great like sequel and then maybe we can get some something big for Trilogy Capper.
0: Yeah. Yeah I think uh if they were to do the I mean I don't know what their plan is with the Arkham uh Mr. Freeze. No. Mr. No no, no no no. The Arkham Asylum show, but yeah. I think uh Dr. Hugo Strange oh, yeah. who runs Arkham and he figures out who that Bruce Wayne is Batman. He's like one of the only people to do it. I feel like that would be a good.
1: Yeah, that could be if good. If that
0: could tie in Arkham Asylum show. And in with the, the Batman sequel, yeah. Because we've we've never seen him.
1: That's true. We haven't seen him. Yep, you're movie. right.
0: So that would be my idea. Um, I don't know if I had any other
1: questions besides that. Um,
0: <laughs> do you have any questions? I was just
1: gonna say, wait like, where where do y'all rank this movie? Oh, that's a good in question. terms of Batman movies. Is this your favorite Batman movie?
3: no but it's second yeah third.
0: it's uh i'd say it could be number th- because of the recency bias like i could like there's a cooling off period but right now it's number 3 number 3 what's number 2 uh batman begins okay dark knight is number 1 okay so you know it's i like it more than Michael Keaton movies better than... I do
1: like the Keaton ones. Yeah, though.
0: the Keaton ones are good, but I just... Someone was asking me about that, and I was like, it's probably been 15 years since I've seen them. Yeah. Uh, better than Val Kilmer, George Clooney, um, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, Ben Affleck didn't have a solo Batman movie, so it's better than those. Um, so yeah, i put it at number three. I mean, The Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises, like, as much as I hate to say it, like they kind of fumbled on the one-yard line with that movie. I feel like.
1: Well, yeah, the whole like making it bane a pawn at the end. Yeah, of the it's app, just whatever.
0: like, Pfft, come on. Yeah, I agree. And then like Talia Al Ghul is just like the lamest death scene ever, and it's just like.
1: Yeah, I, I think Pattinson's a good Batman, um, a good Wayne. You know, he's not as good as the goat, Kevin Conroy. Um, that's vo- different voice actor for. Batman the animated. Well, that's best. Batman of course, he's, he's ever the best. Of course, he's
0: the best Batman. Is. Which
1: one is, the, is he the is he the voice in all of them, or is he the voice yeah. in
2: just the a couple of all, all of them? Because that's what I was about to say. Is I think I put this one. This one is like what I'm going back between is not live action. So it, it goes Dark Knight yeah. with Heath Ledger, and then this one and the Killing Joke kind of go back and forth in my brain. I really liked the Killing Joke. So, yeah, the
1: Killing Joke is awesome. If we're including animated stuff, this uh, I mean, this is probably like five or six, yeah, or something. I haven't even thought about doing anime because there is a Court of Owls animated. Um, that is a storyline. One of the animated movies. I can't remember which one. Is it, no, it's not. Hush. No, it's not. Hush. Um, anyways, whatever. So, yeah, no, the Killing Joke is great, and um, Kevin Conroy is a beast. Yeah, he's awesome. All right. Grades, Final Reflections, I I think this is a solid B-plus movie. It's really good, really enjoyable. It's not, I don't think, personally, the best comic book movie ever created, like I've seen a lot of people saying. But that's okay. You know, not every movie can be the greatest movie ever because that's by definition wrong. There can only so, be one. But all I'd say, really good movie, really enjoyable. I'm excited for them to put it on HBO so I can rewatch it. Is it on there yet?
0: No. I think it's coming mm-hmm. soon, though, right?
2: Yeah, it should be within the next month or so. I'd okay.
1: Say. Yeah. So I'm excited for that. And yeah. Parker.
2: I give it an A minus on a 12-point grading scale. <laughs> <laughs> Any reason why? Uh no, it just feels right.
0: <laughs> um yeah, I'll give it a a minus as well. Um was a little long. Like I said, the Joker scene, it just felt out of place. Mm. Would, um,
1: wait, real quick, I, uh, we'll wrap it. Would you have liked it more if they'd have included the other scene with him? Or would that have made it worse? I think that would have made it worse. Because I feel like it's just kind of
0: um, that you had an opportunity to do absolutely anything. Yeah. And it's kind of like the reason why they didn't show the death scene of Bruce and Martha Wayne. Mm. It's like, hey, we get that this is the most, like, top three most iconic villains of all time. Like, you know, the Joker, Darth Vader, maybe, like, Emperor Palpatine or Thanos right now? Like, top three. And... I was just really just like, come on! Like, you could have done anything.
3: Xenomorph.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, you could go in any directions. Like, you don't like come up with something new that I haven't seen before. Yeah, that was kind of my thing. Okay.
1: So, A minus, A minus, B plus. Nice. All right. Well, Parker, thanks for thanks for coming out, man.
3: Glad to be on. Love talking about Batman. Vengeance.
1: All right, everybody, that's going to do it for another episode of The Brad Report. We hope that you dug what you heard. We hope that you will like, subscribe, give us a five-star rating, follow us on social media, and until next time, love you 3000.